All right, what's up, guys? It's uh, episode three of The Upper Room, and here today I've got uh, my good friends Harrison Magdafraw, uh, Jack Magdafraw, if you didn't know they're brothers, and Jason Ferris, whom all I have not seen in a long time. So a little bit about Harrison. Uh, me and him have known each other pretty much our whole lives. Uh, we roomed together in college, very competitive. He's had like four cars since I've known him, and now he's in the Air Force and flies planes for a living. Uh, it's Pretty cool, I guess. I remember one time you went to summer camp, but some people call it what is it called? Field training. Field training. It's Ooh, it's basically summer camp. As as uh, normal civilians call call it summer camp though. Yeah. Shout out to Caleb. Shout uh, out to Caleb. Jack, Jack. I've known him pretty much for the same amount of time. He's pretty much the exact like copy like Command C on a Mac, on Harrison, and then Control V, and you get Jack. Pretty much the same people. He person. just. A little bit stronger, a little bit taller. Like I don't know what my parents I think did. The, I don't know. No, the like, time no, no, no. One one day we told Jack he looked pretty weak, and then the next like six months he went to the gym like every day, and then he was huge. They call him Jacked Magdafraw now. Jacked Magdafraw. Yeah, it's quite impressive what he's been able to uh, to do there. Also notable, he is a very good cook. So shout out to Jack. He's yeah, a, shout out to Jack. Very good. He he can't even speak right now because he's <laughs> speechless. Uh, Jason, uh, I've known Jason the, not as long as everybody else, but I've known of him. Kind of, yeah, kind yeah, of similar yeah. to me and Rob. Yeah. We went to the same church and we just knew of each other. <laughs> Jack is just losing it over here. It, Jack can't handle radio. He can't handle it. He. But, yeah, so me and, me and Jason and Rob, uh, Jason is also one of Rob's best friends and, uh, they, what are you, what are you looking at me for? Harrison Harrison just wants to be in the best friend category, but you know we all can't be there. It's all right. Uh, I know, it's I'm true, best friend true. of a best friend uh, category. Hey Andy, I really appreciate that introduction of me. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad. <I'm> glad. <laughs> but Jason, uh, uh, yeah, we didn't play sports together. Or were you? Did you play baseball with everybody? Um, yeah, I did. I probably. I'm not sure if I played on your team. That's how I met Harrison. Um, That's also how I met. Harrison. I can. I remember the first day of. Uh, second grade. Second grade. I like, I walk in the classroom like, God, I know no one here. And then um, I see Harrison, and I'm like, Oh, I think I saw that guy before. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't talk to him at all. Few, few other um, anecdotes. I remember his seeing his mom, who I know very well now, and is like my second mom. But I remember I was at baseball practice, and I see this this little little Asian kid, and he's just <laughs> hitting balls like crazy. And I was like, Dad, I know that kid. And my dad was like, no, you don't. You've never seen him. It's like, no, that's Harrison. And so we've pretty much been best friends ever since. Uh, wow. Yeah. yeah, Jason and I go way back. I think, you know, kind of with the intro that <laughs> Andrew gave me here saying I was very competitive. I think my first stint with that was uh, Jason and I, we were car riders <laughs> in second grade. And we would stay for like an hour or two after school let out. And we played this brick break game on the computer. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was good. And there was only ten levels because it was like the demo. <laughs> and you know, us being little kids, like we we weren't very good at the game. And I just remember every day I made it a point that, you know, I was gonna be the first one to get level ten and max out the demo. And uh it's kind of the start of that streak, just kinda of going with that, the intro. That there. reminds me. I remember Andrew kinda of tagged me in. I remember Harrison was like the first kid that I ever knew that actually tried in school. Like when I was in kindergarten, first grade, I remember getting in trouble for like getting up, um, you know, just jumping out of my desk. And I would just get in trouble for, you know, running around the classroom being too hyper. And I never really thought about grades. Um, but then, you know, knowing Harrison, we'd always, uh, well, I saw what Harrison would do is if we, if you got a good grade in the class, you got to play with like Legos or like the Brick Breaker game, and so Harrison, I, I saw Harris what Harrison was being able to do. So I was like, oh God, I need to make good grades. And I remember we went to his um, his grandmother's house once, and it was right after we got our grades. And Harrison's like, yeah, I got the blue ribbon, and like everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, I got the red ribbon, which was like honor roll instead of principal's list. So from then on, I realized, oh, man, I actually need to make good grades because uh, you actually get cool stuff. So Yeah, yeah little... and then that was all fun and dandy until we hit middle school. And then Jason and I totally swapped places. But instead of, you know, Jason being the age where it is acceptable to jump out of your desk, here I am doing it in 
middle school and high school and I didn't put as much effort as Jason did in my grade. So it's kind of funny how the times kind of changed and they got flipped, turned upside down. So, hmm. well, let, Jack, me, let, me, let me just, Jack hasn't said much, but I, <laughs> I want to give you an image of Jack for those of you who don't know who he is. It's not going to be bad. Chill out. So me and Harrison were friends for a long time, but we really became friends whenever you were a sophomore in college and I was a freshman and you would invite me over like every day to play FIFA. And that's whenever you got tripped, remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Um, but, you know, since we're all from Hernando, uh, Harrison would always invite us over to his house to hang out and, you know, play games over there and stuff. And I remember the, one of the first times I went over there, and I was like, hey, man, I'm here. And, <laughs> and so he opens the garage, and I don't know if it's still there, but the first thing that you see <laughs> in the garage is Jack's senior photo on the football team. Blown up. Blown up. Just the biggest poster you can imagine of Jack. And Jack is like I don't even know how to describe it. You just if you know who he is, you're you're laughing. I know you are. But that's what you see at the first thing in Harrison's garage is that giant poster. Is it still there? It's not there anymore. But keep in mind (laughs) that this poster of Jack. So Jack used to be afraid to get his hair cut over, <laughs> over, over his ears. So what this resulted in was some of the most awkward pictures you've ever seen of, you know, someone that age. And he had that same haircut on the poster. But my most memorable memory of that, of that poster is when we first hung it up, it was me, my dad, my mom, and Jack, and we were leaving to go eat dinner. And we were pulling out of the garage, and Jack goes, hey, you don't even have to shut the garage. Because if anyone tries to break in, they're going to see that poster and get scared. And that has, will always stick with me. Like It might not seem that funny now, but if for those of you that know Jack, who have seen the poster, you're going to get the idea of it. And Yeah. I don't even remember saying that, Harrison. You said it. I did say it. Oh, <laughs> Jack, you're trying to be like some kind of catchphrase cartoon character right now. He's I like it. You're extremely so animated. I pretty much known Harrison my whole entire life. Okay, he's my brother. Okay, I've known Andy, yeah, a pretty good bit now, and I've always was always been fond of Andy. Okay, right. we we've had we've had our hiccups, a lot of oh, them. back whenever you were the accountant. Yeah. Um, see, um. We'll get to that story later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, um, but Jason, I've I've always loved Jason. Great kid, great guy. He was my workout partner for a whole year. We used yeah. to play basketball against these little freshmen <laughs> at the Turner Center. And Jason's a pretty competitive guy. And every time he got the ball, he'll like push these like freshmen down, and they'll like yell at him. And he'll just like be, I'll just be on the ground laughing my my butt off. <laughs> And uh, Jason will just, like, get the ball, strip the ball from these little kids and run up and do, like, the craziest layup you've ever seen and won't even go in. And, and like, I was laughing, but Jason, like, kept a straight face. I was like, wow, this kid is serious. Did you you live in Edgewater? Uh, No, no. I lived lived out in, um, like, out near Lewisburg. Oh, okay. Actually, no. My dad's house is across the street. But were you, did you hang out, were you at Harrison's house a lot? Oh, yeah, yeah, all the time. So, I remember in the last podcast, uh, we were talking about the the stories we had in Northwood Hills, but I know that you guys had some crazy. I know you, Harrison, had a little criminal history. You want <laughs> I, you want to tell that story? No, we, have, we have multiple instances of the Magda okay. Frog. Right, so we're we're eight minutes criminal. into this podcast and we're already talking about my criminal history. Keep in mind, I have had a background investigation of the United States Air Force and I passed, so I'm not a criminal. However, comma, there was a time during our high school days where you're a kid, you're just now kind of getting the age to drive you know you're making friends and you want to go out and you want to do things pretty fun with your friends well so jack and i's dad he's a home inspector shout out to uh, frank shout out to frank and uh <laughs> and he was uh he was a hud inspector and if you don't know what a hud house is it's when you take out a loan to pay for the house and then you can't pay the loan so the bank takes control of your house well my dad was an inspector for that what happened to our neighbor and we had known this neighbor. We had been in their house multiple times. Like We were friends with them. Well, they had been uh, evicted. You know, It was a terrible situation. But the window in their backyard was busted out just from some sporting accident that had happened. So one day after school, me and Jack and some other people, we, uh, we were planning some operation to get into this house. You know, just kids just being kids. 
And my just dad... Just to check it out. Just to check it yeah, out. Like, we, like we, we were, were trying, trying to get anything. in there to well, steal uh, It was just for fun. It was just for fun. And so my dad, he's in my room playing Nazi zombies on Call of Duty World <laughs> War. World at War. And so here we are. So I put Jack in, the, in our treehouse as lookouts. And we have our other friend in the front yard. And the only yellow Mustang in the entire city of Hernando on lookout as well. And it's me and my friend Josh. This sounds like a pretty complex organization. It's a complex thing, but you know, this was this was this was future future military officers running this operation here. So you know, it was always meant to be. And so here we are. So we're me and this other guy. We jump over the fence and we're just like scouting out the area. Uh, His name's Josh. His name's Josh. And so we're we're in the backyard and we're looking at this window and we're like. Man, we can stick our hand through this and unlock this window and you know push it up. Like we're gonna be able to get in. So we end up getting in this house and we're we're in it. Like you know, mission accomplished so far. And all of a sudden, Jack calls me on my cell phone and says, "Hey man, someone's coming. You need to get out of there right now." So Josh and I, we we hightail it out of there. And then we see Jack up in this treehouse with a big smile on his face, you know, because he just pulled a fast one on us, kind of, you know, just Jack being Jack for those of you that know him. And so we're like, oh, come on, Jack. So we reset, you know, we get back in the house and we're in this house for a solid couple minutes. Well, this time Jack calls us and he's frantically panicking and he's like, hey, man, someone's coming to the house. And of course, Josh and I are like, Jack, just shut up and do your job. Like, no, no one's coming to the house. And Sure enough, we're downstairs. I'm still talking on the phone, and I look up, and there's a guy looking at me through the window, like with his phone in his hand, probably calling the police. And I look at Josh, and we just got that look on our face of "Let's get out of here." So we 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 take off like Usain Bolt when he first you know realized he was fast, and this guy jumps over the fence and he watches us. And Josh and I we hurdle this like four foot fence, like our adrenaline's running. We're, we're out of there. Like, we're, we're out of there. And we take off, and then there's this trail that we call the Trail of Terror. Now, I'm not going to go into detail on that, but some of you might know what that is from our days back in Edgewater. And we end up running for maybe like a mile and a half around the biggest loop possible, and we make it back into our house. And we, we walk in, and my dad's still sitting there playing Nazi Zombies. Like, a couple levels later, same game. And we're like, Dad, we just did something bad. He's like, what'd you do? And we're like, we, we, we broke into that house next door. And he's like, Harrison, I told you not to. And we, we look outside and the entire Hernando police department, the sheriff's department, a SWAT team, like got a helicopter coming in. Like they got the whole nine yards there. And my dad tells us to just stay there. He's like, they'll go away eventually. Well, little did I know that Jack climbed down out of the treehouse, got in the only yellow Mustang in the city of Hernando. The driver, who is our friend Brian, freaked out and hightailed it out of there in the only yellow Mustang in the city of Hernando. And they go to Walmart, the place where a lot of people are at. And sure enough... It's the only place people go. It's the only place people go. And so here they are, chilling in this yellow Mustang at Walmart. And Josh and I are like... Oh, man. Well, Jack calls us and basically says that the police are coming up to them. And so Josh and I are like, we can't let them go down for the fall because, you know, we're some noble kids. Like, we're stupid kids. Wait, 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 wait. The way I heard it was Jack Jack sees police officers and they're looking for, like, the owners of the the yellow Mustang. Were you in the Mustang? He was in the Mustang. Hey, let me cut you off right there, Jason. So this is what happened. The police officers approached us. No, no, no. Let's finish the story. Hey, Harrison... Guys, I'm just going to go ahead and Don't cut believe anything he we says. Can, we can talk so about look, your criminal It's, it's common sense. So they're like, the police officers approached me and this other um, Asian kid. And um, they were like, and over the radar, they're like, yeah, there were two white males in the in a tinted window Mustang. So you look through a tinted window Mustang, and you see, you see two white people. You don't see two yellow people a hundred yards away. Maybe if they're two black people, no. But if they're two Asian people or white people, they're like, oh, they're the same people in a, in a Mustang with tinted windows. So they already had us. So I was like, I was like, you know what, guys? It was my brother. He just walked in there and he walked out. No, so here's the deal. So he ratted no, here's out his the brother. Deal. That's what we hear. Here's so. the deal. <laughs> the police come up to our friend Brian, who's half Korean, and my brother, who looks like he's from Japan. And they go, can we get an ID on the drivers? And they come over the radios and say, it's two Caucasian males. Well, the officers look at Jack and Brian and responds back promptly with the, we've got a negative on that. And they turn and they are walking back to their patrol car to leave the scene. <laughs> And my younger brother goes, Officer, wait, 
I have to confess, and throws <laughs> me and for. throws me under the biggest steam bus to ever come through the city of Hernando. That's, and I get arrested in the Walmart. Miranda writes red to me and everything in the Walmart <laughs> well, parking lot. One hundred percent. I I put my hand on anything that did not happen. Well. It, I, I, I swear mean, up and down that never happened. At least Harrison came and like fessed up. Even crime, if it did happen, you know? you Harrison, it's parody first. They could have had to put a warrant up for your arrest. That would have well, been even bigger. Now tell us about your time in jail. So I stayed in a holding cell with a guy named Tim until my mom and dad came and got me. <laughs> but the officers knew that my parents were going to take care of the matter, and really my dad just called me an idiot. My mom didn't talk to me for the rest of the day. But <laughs> other than that, we were pretty good. <laughs> it hasn't out. hindered my life at all. Shout out to Gigi. Shout out yeah, to Gigi. shout out Gigi. Papa Flame. I remember when... Um, my mom picked me up from tutoring when I was like in ninth grade, and she pulls over on the side of the road. She starts crying. I'm like, "Mom, why are you crying?" She's like, "I have to take you to jail." And I was like, "Why?" She's like, "You keep talking back to me." And I was like, "So you're taking me to jail?" She was like, "I'm." I, and I was like, "I was like, you know, Mom, I, I'm leaving. I'm just leaving." So I get out of the car and I start walking, and I'm over in the bad part of the side of Hernando, and I'm just like, "My mom's like, Jack, get back in the car." I was like, "No, I'm not going to jail." And, and then you're I finally get go, back like, in the car. Join a gang but she, on but she, she was like, she was like, Jack, you're not going to graduate college. I mean, high school. So I have to take you to jail, and you keep talking back to me and your dad. And I was like, I was like, no, I, I was not. I'm sorry. Here's another thing about Jack. We were talking about grades earlier. My brother, up until junior year of high school, thought that making good grades was stupid. That's the most double-sided statement I've ever heard in my time. Him and his friends used to make make bets on who could get the lowest grade on the test. They would study. They would study and know the answers to the test just so they could mark the wrong answers. What do you have to say about that, Jack? Well, it, I mean, I'm a, I'm a senior now in college. I have a guaranteed job, so it really doesn't matter. I thought it was fun during the time. Uh, just for oh fun. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Well, uh, Thanksgiving's over. Did you guys have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, I had a great Thanksgiving, and my birthday was on Thanksgiving oh, yeah. this year, and so it's kind of an awkward day to celebrate. Yeah, so everyone, everyone's said, kind of with their I friends. I think I said there. happy birthday, Harrison. So. Wow. It's happy okay. birthday, Some Harrison. people did it. Sorry. I did. Oh, Rob. Ooh. Yeah, so Rob, Rob, Rob on the, uh, Rob never said happy birthday. I was pretty, mm. pretty upset about that. Yeah, I saw that. only 10 people commenting on your Facebook wall. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, <laughs> as you get older, your birthday starts becoming more and more meaningless. Yeah. Unless somehow you're like a parent on Facebook because they get like 300 people yeah. with some happy birthday. Yeah, I have no idea why. Yeah, every year, I swear, I, I get on Facebook, um, on my birthday, and I'm like, oh my god, there's like 150 people that wish me happy birthday. <laughs> so I start thinking, have I wished any of these people happy birthday pretty much ever? Well, and so every year I say like, all right, all right, especially, you know, New Year's, uh, my birthday's on December 14th, so New Year's resolution, you know, you throw in one of the small ones. I'm going to like make a point to say happy birthday on Facebook. It's the most meaningless thing. <laughs> but on the day, it actually kind of, like, you know, when you get like 150, you're like, oh, okay. Every year, I, I don't think I've done one um, in my entire lifetime. And I keep telling myself I should. Listen, pretty people, bad. sending someone a text message or calling them is a lot more meaningful than Facebook. Yeah. Like, it it means so much more to somebody. And, you know, the, the that's the problem with today's, like, generation of people is we, we're becoming more and more displaced through social media yeah dependent and people on, are losing um, that like the ease of social that media. touch you know of like the feelings that you can get by yeah. like actually talking to someone or like giving someone a call you know so my birthday's on monday i'm just throwing that Ooh. out there uh, how old are you gonna be andy i'm 23 nice andy yeah so anyway <laughs> um uh, i hope that. all of you wish me happy birthday if you don't i don't really care uh, I, well, I do care. I do care a little bit, but um, Jack, Jack, how old are you? I'm 21. Are you really though? Yeah, I'm gonna graduate when I'm 21 too. But then the next day, I want to be 22. Uh. <laughs> so I gotta be like, oh yeah, You're so, so 21, graduated, second lieutenant. Uh, but mentally, how old are you? I'm 21. Nah, dude, I don't know, man. That's, see, that's a see, toss-up. here's my theory. No, I think- he's been mentally 21 since he's been. Ten years yeah, old. Yeah, but, but here's based the thing. On his here's habits. the thing. From from the great uh, great Jay Leno, he said once. He said, "I think everyone once they're seven years old, you know, they don't really change after that. Like 
You have the same personality after you're seven years old. I agree I'm a pretty with that. firm believer. So when I, whenever my girlfriend or my mom says I'm being immature, I'm just tell them, hey, I'm seven years old. Just <laughs> stick with that, and I can never be immature. Cause, yeah. yeah. And I have a seven-year-old nephew now, so um, that's fun uh, to, to meet another one. Seven. <laughs> he's seven years old. Yeah, he's seven. Wow. See, Jack, Jack is just a different species. He is. He really is. There, there's just there's regular people, and then there's Jack. There's like it's like two things. Like he's like a whole other race. Like there's humans, and then there's Jack. So like some people are are lucky enough to be humans, and then there's just Jack. He's the only. He's like population one in his world. Well, if you remember, his slight little throwback is he's actually a bush. That is true. Jack Magna Herb. Jack Back Magna in the day, Herb. shout out to Stephen Rowe, and Caleb for making that up. Was it in a crystals? I <laughs> like midnight. No, what? Why did we call you that again? Because he got drunk and passed out and woke up in a bush. Oh yeah, <laughs> on more than one occasion. That was that was the story. He woke up in a bush and we called him Jack Magnus. I will say I do act differently around Harrison and his friends compared to my friends and that the is rest true. of people. It's super weird. I just feel so relaxed around Harrison and his yeah. friends because I pretty much grew up with all of them. I really would like to see Jack in another situation. You know what I mean? Like when we're not there. When we're not there, but like, like we could be there. I wonder how that is. Well, he'd probably ignore you because he ignores me on campus. He, yeah. he, I go up to you all the time, Andy. I'm like, hey, Andy, how are you? Except when you're walking with all those Air Force people. That one time you were like checking me, but I could hear you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what you said, but I you were saying something to Alyssa. I think you were talking to Alyssa. Shout out to Harrison's girlfriend. Um, but... She was just like, whatever. And then you were just like... <laughs> I was just messing with you, Andy. I know, dude. I know. Jesus, just, just learn how to take a joke. See, that's one problem, Harrison. Oh, my God. A lot of people just can't take jokes nowadays, like Andy over here. I can take jokes. I think Andy can take Actually, jokes. Actually, no. You know, you can't take jokes. Thank you. There's not Jack. a lot of them. <laughs> Stop being so aggressive. Not Jack's jokes. <laughs> JJ's. But let's... Uh, Call me JR. No. Jack Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> What, okay, so back to the the connection days. Remember that me, you, Caleb, and Dan. That, that was what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Yeah. The Sentinel night. The, the Sentinel night. I was always yeah. roommate on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, Jack. Jack, for Black all that you know, he was a freshman at the time, and freshmen are forced to live in the dorms, and so how convenient that his brother lived in an apartment. So every weekend, Jack was just at our apartment, rent free. It was like Hotel Magdafraw. <laughs> <laughs> Which was fine because he didn't he didn't bother well, us. Dan any. was always gone on the weekend. That was true. It was like a substitution. Yeah, Dan the weekend bell. Shout out to him. Yeah, Dan but, the uh, weekend man. But so like really it was just like we just had four roommates at all times. Except like, his other roommate. What was his name? Chandler. Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. He was there. Shout he out was Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. Chandler's a good guy. Yeah. Chandler. Oh, Chandler's a great guy. Can we just talk about Dan for a moment, real quick? Sure. What do you want to talk time about? The connection. So he would leave every weekend. Yeah. Except for during finals week. Yeah. And. During the week, you would still never see him because he would stay up all night, that is true. go to class, and then sleep during the day. Do you remember? I think I saw Dan maybe three times. Do you remember his uh, his nightly walks? 3 a.m.? Yeah, because he was up for some reason and would go on walks to help his now, shoulder. That was funny because like, you know how, how thin the walls were and the doors yeah. were... like And like I remember I could just hear the, the front door shut and I'd look at my phone and, and it was like 3 in the morning and I just knew it was Dan. <laughs> Like and instantly. then the opposite, at 5 a.m., when you hear the oh. wonderful song of Riptide ripping through the Don't halls. Give me, have you heard the story, Jason? No. Okay, so, you know, what was it called, PT in the morning? Yeah. So they had PT in the morning. What what time was it, 5? Yeah, four? well, I, was, I would wake up at 5. He'd wake up at 5, and I wouldn't have class until, like, 9 or 10 or something. And so it lasted, like, what, an hour? Yeah. And you were back by 6? No, 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 it was from 6 to 7. Okay, so he, he's... It well, it felt earlier. I'd to me. get up at like five twenty, five thirty. Anyway, regardless, it'd be really early in the morning, and you remember our rooms were right next to each other, and I would I'm gonna just play it. I'm gonna, <laughs> and I, so I'd be sleeping in my bed, and five in the morning. Actually, let's just talk about for a second how you would do laundry, <laughs> with you would you would wash your PT shorts. But just your PT shorts, <laughs> and then we would, and then we would all wonder why the electricity bill was so high. I do remember yeah, that you did do shorts. that. Harrison, 
Also, yeah. how can you tell me real quick how many plays Riptide has on Spotify there? So on Spotify, Riptide has 536.9 million plays. And every morning at 5 a.m. I think I'm responsible for about half of this. I would hear this. That, it's a great song. It can really get you up in the morning. So that little not ukulele is not a bad song, but when you hear it about 100 million times, <laughs> and you hear Harrison like air drumming or like drumming on his desk and like singing to it, that is when it gets a little old. And give and take, I, that song reminds me of Harrison now, so I'll probably have that memory forever, but I can always imagine what he was doing sitting at his desk. <laughs> Looking at airplanes, probably. <laughs> Shout out to airplanes. <laughs> now, here's something that was funny to me. I'd be in my room, like, doing nothing, probably, like, on my computer or playing Xbox or something. And, like, Harrison would be like, hey, man, come in here real quick. Snapchatting your lava lamp. Yes, yeah, my, my <laughs> lava lamp Snapchat stories. And um, so, like, Harrison would be like, hey, come in my room real quick. And I'd come in there, and he's, like, looking at airplanes. And... <laughs> He'd be like, hey, man, so check this out. And he would start naming every single airplane and tell me everything about that airplane. Hey, airplanes are cool, all right? It was it was impressive that you did that from memory. But, I mean, you did do that, like, every day of my life. But let's also, we can't knock Caleb. Caleb oh. was probably the prime roommate. He though. was probably, he is what, yeah, the prime roommate in messiness and just... He was just terrible I wish roommate. He was, I wish he was here to defend himself He was just right a terrible now. roommate, if I'm being honest. Wow. Well, that's on the table now. But let, let's do say this, though. His bread machine. Okay, Shot, that... Shots fired. He was a good roommate. <laughs> because of the bread machine. Do you, he remember, was that, do you remember that, yes, uh, uh, that Instagram story? Can, can we... I wish they could see that, that Instagram, video. That video. With, and Jackson, too. That, Shout out to it Jack. Was, it was here right now. quite impressive. And so... <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you a story about Kev right now, and I want everyone else's opinion on what they would do in this situation. All right. So it's Thanksgiving break. We all go home. Caleb stays for some reason, and he only goes home on Thanksgiving Day. But you know, you get out for a week at Ole Miss. I don't know how it is at other schools. And so I come back a couple of days early because I want to get back, start studying. You know, finals is coming up. All this. I walk in. Now, for those of you that know me, I'm a very neat and clean person. Andrew is the same way. We were a great dynamic of people that lived together. I walk in. Our kitchen table is in front of the TV. He has his computer set up. He's on Skype with some Korean people he's never met before in Korea, playing like League of Legends. Literally every dish in the apartment, and it looks like he even went and bought more dishes. They're all dirty. There's like an entire serving of ramen noodles in the sink. Like literally the place is just destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. There's seat cushions out on the balcony. Like I don't even know what was going on. And he just looks at me like nothing's wrong. And I'm the one that has to clean up the entire mess. Because, I mean, Andrew, you you lived with us. Like he was the messy roommate, without a doubt. Dan yeah. was Dan was like a house cat. Like you never knew he was. No, there. Dan was like a little both. He was clean and dirty. Like sometimes if he remember the pizzas he would make with that girl. That was pretty funny. Yeah. They would come those over. Those were pretty clutch though. Those were those pizzas were good. Shout out to Dan for making those pizzas. Yeah, those were really some good pizzas. But he would clean up that mess. He did. But any like you know, everyone leaves cups around every once in a while. You did something that bothered me a lot. What, did I, what was that? Harrison Ooh. was notorious. Play Riptide? Not only did you play Riptide, but you would also drink milk and then you would leave the cup in the sink. There's nothing wrong with that. Except <laughs> for the fact when you drink milk, there's always just a little bit in the yeah, bottom of the cup. you just wash it out. But you never did that. Yeah, that would piss me off, too. No, like, would make... I would come home. <laughs> I would come home, and, like, there'd be just, like, a little crust hey, of things. Hey, it, it adds me- character. No, it does <laughs> Do you remember that time that uh, I was finally fed up with it, and I, I put it in your room? It was, like, in the middle of your that. floor. You're like, what's this? <laughs> like... You know, like you know that. when you hear someone's voice. You know when you hear someone's Ooh. voice from another room. Yeah. That is exactly what it sounds like. Hold on, Jack's raising his hand. He wants to talk. What you- All right. So the reason why I would go over there every weekend was because I hung out with Caleb every weekend. You know. Oh yeah. That's so true. Ha- Caleb and I used to always go to university trails. All right. And we always go to university explain, trails. Explain what that is. Because there were international students there, and, we, and me and Caleb both had a serious case of. Yellow fever. If you guys do not know what yellow fever means, that means you're attracted to Asian women. Okay, this was an odd time in my life. Nothing wrong with liking Asian women, but so one especially when you're Asian. <laughs> yeah. So one time in particular. Hey, hey, real quick, shout out to Coconut Head. <laughs> Who's Coconut Head? We'll get there. Okay, so one weekend in particular, it was probably about the this first month of school. 
Caleb and I like go to trails, right? We just come home from the bars. We're already pretty turned, so we get to, we we get to university trails. And Caleb's, I was like, Caleb, there's no parties here. He's like, just listen. And I was like, I was like, all right. And then we like hear some like head banging music, and we like run into this apartment. Didn't even knock or anything. We get there. There's about 18 girls. Okay, they were all ghetto. All right. Next thing I know, Caleb is in the middle of the room giving the birthday girl a lap dance. Okay, and I'm just like, Caleb, what are you doing? And then I called Dan David panicking. Okay, so Dan David pulls up. Shout out to Dan. All right, and then the girl, the the girl's boyfriends come back to the apartment, and they're trying to kill Caleb. And then Caleb was like, "My dad's a football coach. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't play on his team. You wouldn't even start." And the and the dude got like in Caleb's face. He's like, "What are you talking about, bro? I play for." Pearl Community College. And Caleb was like, that don't mean nothing. My dad once stayed in the double A four years in a row. And Caleb was like, yeah, you wouldn't start. You're garbage. And they all like gathered around Caleb and then Dan pulls up in his little smart car. Yeah, it was like, wasn't it like pretty clutch? Like it was like a movie scene. Yeah, no, it, was, it was a movie scene. Dan, Dan gets out. I'm in tears at this point. I'm like, Dan, I, we, I need help. And so Dan like, like goes into survival mode. Like picks up Caleb, but as Dan gets out of his car, one of the players that Caleb insulted jumps into Dan's car, and I'm in the driver's seat, just crying my eyes out. And I started like trying to kick him, but then Dan starts pretty much crying too, and so the guy like felt bad for us and just gets out of the car. Dan gets in the driver's seat. Me and Dan are both in tears. Caleb's in the back. He's like, "You guys wouldn't start," and I was like, "Caleb, no." I have so many stories about the, the trails days. Those are generally some of the, the greatest times of my life. I oh, think. Wild yeah, I do remember that. That was a funny night. It's the Wild East out oh, there. <laughs> and <laughs> I know. Slightly inappropriate. <laughs> inappropriate, but. The, I remember another funny story was during the rock band days. Remember, I brought rock oh. band and we played rock oh, yeah. band like every day. Well, I think Caleb is, remembers this more than anybody. Uh, but talking about Dan. Yeah, so I'm gonna get there. So there's a song on Rock Band, uh, by Tears for Fears. Everybody wants to rule the world or whatever. Um Is that what it's called? I think so, yeah. Is it you guys know? Anyway, that's yeah, what it's I'm called. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's what it's called. Anyway, we would come home from class and Dan would be standing up with the guitar hero controller right in front of the TV, and that's the only song he played in the game. <laughs> Every like, time we come home, that's what we heard. Like his parallax error was off the charts. He was so close to the TV, like you couldn't even tell what what buttons to push. He was so close. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, like he would play that song. Like he'd finish it, and then he played another song, and then he'd play it again. That's what I remember. Anyway. I just remember him playing the same dr- song on drums on medium difficulty every <laughs> single day. Yeah. Oh, man. But my favorite memory about Rock Band was I walk in the room, Andrew has the microphone draped from the ceiling fan, (laughs) playing the drums on, like, expert difficulty, which I still have no idea how people are able to do that. It just Uh, blows my mind. And he's getting, like, 90% accuracy on this. And then Dan's over here playing guitar on easy. Like, it's going so slow, it's, like, hurting your head to watch it (laughs) compared to what Andrew's doing. And and that that was the moment I realized, like, Holy cow, like Andrew is multi-dimensional. Like that kid's <laughs> gonna go places. Like that was pretty impressive. Yeah, no, I never knew you were a uh, good so, drummer. Like, when Rock, Rock Band, Band first came out, let me go ahead and just me... tell you how it all started. It was sixth grade. That's sixth good. grade band concert. And do you guys know who Caleb Gowan is? Yeah. Shout out to Caleb Gowan. Um we were at the rock or not the rock band, the band concert. Like, you know. That's cute. We're at the we're at the Hernando Pack. And uh, we're performing, and Kev's like, hey, man, I'm trying to get rid of my rock band game. Do you want it? And I was like, yeah, man, how much? And so I, I buy a rock band from him. And I, I get home, and I unpack the drums. I'm like, I'm about to be a freaking drummer. And so I just keep playing, and I played on medium for a good while. And I literally played rock band every Like, I go to school, and I come home, and that's what I did was rock band. Just the drums? Just the drums. Because I was already good at Guitar Hero, so I was already on expert on guitar. And um, so I had to I had to match it with the drums. And so I did that literally for months. By myself in the room, you hear the freaking the clicking, the clacking. <laughs> it was really loud. And my grandma yelled at me all the time. 
And, um, <laughs> yeah, but you can't turn the drums down because they're your, your hidden plastic. <laughs> it's just a click. So then Rock Band 2 comes out, and I'm on hard mode now. And I'm getting better. Moving up in life. And if you know those music games, hard and, and expert are pretty First much. First off, the only person who played Rock Band 2. I we think we all gave up on Rock Band 1. I, one. I kept going. Well, oh, except for like the Rock Band, like Beatles and stuff. That was yeah. Cool. I mean, Rock Band 3 was good. I still have it right there. <laughs> oh, but um, I actually I have Rock Band. I have, yeah, I have all. It's got every Rock Band every so, um, So, yeah, it's not in there, if you're wondering. Um, so, yeah, but anyway, I just played the game over and over and over and over again. That's all I did. And eventually, you just, it becomes muscle memory. And then also playing the drums in the real life as so well. So when did you start playing the drums in the real life? In the real life, I actually I when think did I, that expansion come RL? <laughs> when did that expansion? Yeah, when did you get a full drum set in Rock Band? Um, probably there's YouTube videos on my YouTube. I will not reveal the name of it because I do not want people to go to it. <laughs> yeah, um, we're gonna have to go find that. Real quick. There is shout out to the hand real quick. Ooh, the hand. Y'all can tell it. You can say that in a minute. But there is a video. I think it's like. Nine years ago, it says, and my drum set's in it. So nine years ago is when I got a drum set. And then I just became good at the game. I'm not gonna oh, say. so you got the... So I think I got Did rock your band prowess first. come with the... After the rock band days or after you got the drum set? Because it sounds like you, you like, just piddle-paddled on the drum set and then you got on rock band and you found, like, your, I think, your calling. I think that's exactly what happened. I don't remember exactly, but I think... How many... You know, I, I would say you're a very proficient drummer. Probably how many hours have advanced. I spent on it? A lot, yeah. Um, how many drummers have come from rock band? You know, I would probably say zero. Yeah, zero. Because you see where I am now. I'm not in a professional band. Well, see, that kind of leads us into when rock well, band. Well, you could be. When Let's, rock band one first one came day. out, me, Jason, Jamie, and Rob, the OG crew, we uh we would play rock bands at my house in Hernando and Edgewater all the time. And my favorite song to sing was Give Me Shelter, by the way. And Jason's got some points for his Oh, that. my God. But <laughs> basically, my dad, <laughs> worst singing my dad came in. So Rob was the singer. I was the guitar player. Jason was on the bass. And Jamie was on the drums. And my dad came in one day, and we were all playing on, like, hard. And he was like, y'all need to go, like, on tour. And we thought he was joking. But, no, he was being serious. He was like, y'all should have a concert. I'm like, dad, I don't, dad, I don't think you understand, like, we're not actually playing these instruments. And, you know, but he thought that we were just, like, the most amazing thing, like, doing that. And so it was pretty fun. The best thing we ever did was make uh, the hand videos. And so back, what was that, like, eighth grade, maybe? Yeah, so we like used to, grade. we were, you know, we were always hanging out together. Aspiring um, filmmakers. And we, we evolved from knocking on doors um, and running from all the neighbors in, in uh, Edgewater subdivision. Um, we probably knocked every door. Pro- you know, Jack was probably arrested or almost arrested a few times. He could tell you about that. But um, we started making these videos called The Hand. And I can't really remember how it started out in the first place, but it was back when like, one of us had an iPhone, like the original iPhone. I think it was Rob, because Rob always needs the new iPhone. Always. No <laughs> shout out to Rob on that. He's always loved the new stuff. That's fine. He had an iPhone. So back then, there wasn't even a video for the iPhone. I think we had to get an app to, to take videos with it. <laughs> so here we are. We're like, Harrison, um, Harrison, Rob, and I are always scheming for like a game or to, to make some kind of video. We were actually making videos earlier tonight, um, a little bit of old days. But we decided to start making this video. So we have Jamie, who is about you know six foot, even at he's he's been about six foot since probably fourth grade, about the same size and and when we were fourteen, and uh, we start filming these videos. And Jamie's the cameraman, and he's in the back, and he's like, <sighs> like the whole time. So whatever we do, whatever we do, we have like him heavily panting, and so like. <laughs> We start the film, and it's it's about um, it's about I guess a kid, which was Rob, and the time Rob was was very Yo, small. I've seen the video; it's funny. <laughs> and uh, he had this really very squealy voice, and then we had <laughs> the, the hand. So basically, every video started out with Rob or I, you know, just just normal teenage kids driving around or just hanging out, and all of a sudden we'd start hearing this noise, and they were pretty short videos, so it'd go like. 
we're like, oh, what's, Rob would have some kind of catchphrase. I would try to be acting too much. And all of a sudden, the hand would pop out. And every, <laughs> keep in mind, it's always like, <sighs> the whole time. Every time we tried to switch scenes, there was a big, like, click. <laughs> like, you could actually <laughs> hear like the Jamie's thumb, like, <laughs> <laughs> So we would try to switch frames. But it was, they were the choppiest thing. But the star of the show was Harrison, who created this character out of a blanket. <laughs> shout oh out, shout out to the hand. We need we need a link to the hand because you know we made a lot of videos. Do we put a link to the hand in the in the description? We, we do. There check was check s- out the hand. Maybe six videos. It took us a while to actually find it recently. I think the original hand has been lost, but we might be able and to it, recover it. It's funny because you can see the progression of you know amateur filmmakers into uh, amateur. Podcasters. older adult filmmakers and now I guess uh, guest podcasters but um, yeah we, we got better iPhones uh, we <laughs> Harrison somehow learned a little uh, uh, my, filmmaking my voice has grown and evolved so I can no longer do the the signature <laughs> screech of the hands please don't the yeah. hand I'm not gonna be able to do that. T- talking about involving voices growing up I had to go to speech class I could now I could not pronounce my R's growing up still cane half the time. <laughs> But, uh, like, Harrison used to... I used to not be able to say Harrison correctly. <laughs> so I used to call him Bubba. Aww. I hate that name. And he really hates that name. No, that reminds me of that... Uh, it's Christmas season. Uh, shout out to Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of an ornament that the uh, Magnifrology used to have in their tree. It was an amazing, <laughs> amazing ornament. J- it's one of the ornaments that you can record a voiceover. Oh my and Jason gosh. and I broke it. We played it too much. Because here's yeah. what would happen. You would push play, and first of all, it had this adorable picture of Jack on it. Like, it, it would just have, it would catch anyone's eye. With the hair over his ears. And it, yeah, with the hair over the ears, you know, same thing. Like, hit the hair off and ears. Then you, you press a button, and this is what you hear. <laughs> My name's Jack Magnifal. I'm nine years old, and Merry Christmas. You <laughs> not pronounce his R's. It was the this. funniest thing you've ever heard. And Jason I and I, it, like, I we it. played it so much, we probably spent forty dollars in batteries just to keep this thing alive. And one day, it finally died on us. But it, uh, it was pretty incredible. Yeah, there's oh some, there's God. some funny seeing Jack grow up. You know, him going from like some kind of, well, he was a cute little kid. Um, growing up into high school when we when we really started to see his personality come out and he had some rough patches he started out he probably uh, got into more trouble than we did as a 8th grader ninth grader in senior year but he got out of that that's that's good but it's been it's been interesting seeing Jack evolve from the uh, little Christmas ornament and <laughs> the kid is ours. to the kid that thought making good grades was stupid to now here he is, about to go be in charge of you know hundreds of young enlisted men as a maintenance officer. <laughs> yeah, we have quite a, the transition that he's had there. Yeah, it's a he's a blue collar worker. Yeah, he's a blue collar wow. man. Uh, so I have I I remember I secretly took an Instagram video of of you singing on Rock Band, oh, and I have it on singing hand right. on Rock Band. Yeah, we were playing a Rock Band, and you were singing, and I recorded <laughs> it and I put it on Instagram. So I'm gonna play it real quick just to. Oh man! So that that was Harrison. That his his voice. You know the scene from The Office where Dwight is singing "Boulevard of Broken Dreams." I also have that. That is also (laughs) a uh, perfect description of me singing. On where is it? Where is it? Oh man! I have that right here. And I, <laughs> I have the caption that says, oh gosh, it says Harrison singing Boulevard of Broken Dreams, because I thought that was hilarious. It actually has nine likes on that. Oh, it's incredible. Two oh. comments. <laughs> you said, that's actually pretty accurate. And Caleb said, ha ha ha. <laughs> so, I mean, we had fun, though. That oh, was fun. That, that was some of the best years of my life. I it was think like junior year of college. The like, most, it no, was fantastic. Listen, the most iconic, though. Was the last day that Dan was there. He was moving out. And 
him and Caleb had some beef at the time. I don't remember exactly what it was over, but there was some beef. And listen to this, Jason. I know you. I know you haven't heard this. Would you back up? <laughs> um, Dan's all moved out. All this stuff in the car. He came back to say goodbye. He's like, "All right, Andrew, it's been good living with you." That's pretty much the extent of the goodbye. He wasn't very emotional, but he goes to Caleb. This is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Like I'm like across the room. Like I'm like watching a movie. Pretty. That's what it looks like. And he sticks out his hand. And he, <laughs> to Caleb, and Caleb shakes it, and all Dan says is, good luck. And then, <laughs> and then he just walks out the door, and he never comes back. And that was it. And then Caleb was just like, he didn't know what to do. He was just like stuck in his chair. <laughs> it was so funny. So, D- Dan has evolved, too. Just kind of has We've had the privilege of Have watching Dan, Dan lately. I've not seen Dan lately. Dan has long hair. Like, oh, doesn't surprise me. Flow. So Dan didn't understand the concept of checking. And we would just be poking fun at each other, but then Dan would hit you with like <laughs> a stiletto blade that like slices your your arteries in two. Like this man cuts deep. That's like what we he said we comes he goes right for the knees, like is what Dan the, the the prime example that we have, so when we check someone like if Jackson here were like dang old Magna Herb looking head. Yeah. But then Dan would say, like, remember in seventh grade when you failed that test? <laughs> That's how You're an idiot. <laughs> and you'd be like, dang, Dan, what'd you bring? You gotta bring that up. <laughs> yeah. So you're just like, come on, man. I actually invited Dan to be on the podcast tonight, and he declined it, so. Sounds sounds like a Dan. Dan yeah, I don't know if he could take it. Did you know that last year that Caleb and I, and uh, that was the wrong form of grammar, me, Caleb, and Evan, we made a check chart. Were you, were you, did you know about yeah. that? You know, Dan you know was ten about? out of ten for like for for uh, what was it like first uh, I think it was like power or something yeah. or I don't know we we made a whole chart with like attributes like for checking so there was, was Harris, I've gotten better though Harris, he was like last on it but Jack now will now hit you with these checks that just leaves you dumbfounded and you don't have a comeback to yeah That's like there good. was like there was like uh, accuracy so like it didn't make sense and like counter checking so like. When you got checked, how fast you could re- retaliate, uh, and then there was like stamina, how long you could take getting checked, and then there there was like hype. Like I got ten out of ten on hype because like when someone's getting checked, everyone knows. Like if they're across the room, like dang, bro, like Harrison's getting flamed all Q-tip head. Even his mom called him Q-tip head. And oh that, wait, did you call you Q-tip head? Yeah. It's on Facebook somewhere. Ooh. She literally wrote that on, on, on Facebook. <laughs> I don't think you ever That's had a pretty sad. Head. Jack's haircut looks like a chia pet right now. Dang. Okay, Jack's going to come back. With you another, actually both have very one. similar haircuts. You just have some product in your hair. That's a lot better. Man, they've, been, they've been checking me for my hair. Your eyebrows just, just don't overtake understand. your face. They, they just don't understand. you got to change the look up. Going from Mississippi to... Uh, what is the DC yeah, starting what, the emo band? What's the, what's the DC life like? Like what? Do, what do people look like and how do they act? Over there's there a compared? lot of different type of people. DC, DC is huge. Yeah, well, Donald <laughs> Trump's there, so it's changed up a lot. You know, when I first came, I was working sort of along the campaign, um, and it was pretty crazy up there. But it really got wild when um, DJ came up there. DJ T, sorry, uh, the president. Sorry for. Yeah, he's going to hear this and get pissed at me. Um, but yeah, I mean, the people out there are pretty cool. There's a good mix of like southern people and northern people. I hang out with kind of like a mix. I mean, yeah. I would say like Yankees are the northern people. Then you got the southern people. They're kind of like North Carolina and stuff. It's pretty cool. I live with a, a Democrat, a journalist, and then there's myself who is a Republican is that how you classify people over there? You have to say whether yeah, they're Democrat yeah, yeah. Or the first time when you meet someone, you have to say, "All right, all right, hey, how's it going?" Yeah, Republican, uh, Jason Ferris. Yeah, no, it's really? fine. No, I'm kidding. Oh. People are pretty chill up there. Most of the people that work up there, I mean, you know, they'll love to talk about politics, but you know, most of them are trying to find common ground. I mean, there are some crazy people up there, um, but you know, I like I've had friends um, that I thought were friends. Like, they were talking to me. We were talking about something, like, lighthearted politics. And they were like, I said something like, well, this is what I, this is what I think. You know, I, I'm a liberal with, like, in social issues in some way. And they're like, no, 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 you can't, or you can't be liberal on social issues. I was like, oh, why? And, you know, we started talking about the same things. And so we're agreeing on all these things. But they're like, no, 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 you're not, you're not. 
I'm like, why? He's like, because you're, you're conservative on fiscal issues. And I'm like, no. Like, there are people that are very, very, I guess, defensive of their views, which you got to watch out for those people. These people thought I was, like, some kind of neo-Nazi because <laughs> I, you know, believe that we shouldn't spend too much money. I won't get in that and bore everyone. But it's like, <laughs> people get intense all of a sudden. Like, you think... You think everyone is the same, and then all of a sudden you'll run into someone who's really intense. Um, but it's pretty cool. Um, you know, kind of had a fresh start up there. And I didn't bring, I brought most of my friends from high school to Ole Miss with me. They, of course, followed me. Just kidding. <laughs> just just, just kidding. I mean, just hey, kidding. great leader. No, but yeah, it's it was interesting. Kind of got a built, built a little reputation up there. But yeah, it's, um, the style's different up there. It's obviously a little colder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How is it compared to here right now? How long have you been here since? Since last, well, I was in Tennessee this weekend, um, so about a week from today. But yeah, it's it's a little colder. It gets still gets pretty hot in there. Walking around in a suit all day is uh, is really terrible. Oh, do you have to wear a suit? Yeah. So I mean, how many I, suits do you own? Ooh, five, six. See, like when you go there, you realize some of the suits you bought in high school and college. <laughs> just so Yeah, like you got to get a, like a tapered suit, or else you're gonna look like a fool. I mean, we'll they'll, they'll start checking you in the office. But, Didn't take but a few weeks before I started getting checked on uh, fashion in the office. That's why you just get a job where you wear the same thing every day. Yeah, that's see, basically green pajamas. I, I look at you guys in the military, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty pretty easy. You get told Super easy. what to wear. Yeah, I do laundry I, like. Once Dude, every month. <laughs> and suits are so expensive, man. They it's are. like you gotta search the city. And you can't just buy a crappy one or fall apart. But every day during the summer, you just sweat so much on the metro. Oh, because you have that. to wear a suit. Yeah, all the time. like I can't drive like most of the people down here, they just drive to work, but it's it's horrible. <laughs> it's like I forget that you've been up there for so long. Yeah, it's weird. It, it, you know, when I come back I it feels the same, but like yeah, nothing's I've seen changed. A lot. Seen a lot of stuff up there. Um, when was the last? It was during the this past summer that you came down, and me, you, Rob, and Tyler went running around the yeah, city. Yeah, we did. That was fun. Yeah, that's when Rob showed us his house. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. He was like, "Yeah, we might get this house." And yeah, that's weird. It. Yeah, that was weird. That's a pretty cool and house. The, yeah, oh, it is haunted. Cool. I've, I've inspected. Let it. me. <laughs> wait, wait, what? It's his Rob's house is definitely haunted. <laughs> okay, well, let me tell you a story then. Because I was taking out, I was taking care of their dogs this past weekend or the past few days, and because they were everyone was gone, so I was I was on command, and this it's also human error I think, but in the time it was way scarier. Like you know, okay, so I pull up, and I they took Kyrie with them to to Arkansas. Shout out to Kyrie. Shout out to Kyrie, and then there was the other two dogs, Lucy and Sophie, and they're under the wing of of Shelby. Shout out to Shelby. And uh, they don't function without her in, in the presence. <laughs> they really don't. They're weird. Lucy, like, she she obeys commands to an extent. Sophie, if you're not Shelby, then you may as well not exist. To her. <laughs> I'm just being real. And um, so I pull up. Now I leave my brights on me because I turn off every light in their house. And you know their house is like really old, like yeah. it's in the 1800s. 1895, I think they told me. Yeah, well, it's it's creepy when you're there alone, and they might not think it's creepy because they live there. Uh, they probably think it's a little creepy, but they're just. But I, I think not it's us creepy. though. No, yeah, people who aren't don't live there, and so anyway, I walk in and I pull in to the carport because there's a, a space for me, and I leave my brights on to, so I can see when I'm taking the dogs out. And Lucy is already at the door, just staring at me. Weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, Lucy, like, what's up? And like, she's like running back and forth, and then also she starts like army crawling to me. I've never seen a dog army crawl, but that's what she did. <laughs> And then she was, like, going nuts and stuff. I don't know how she was able to, like, see because she was moving her head so fast. And then, like, Sophie's, like, slow behind this gate, like, looking at me, like, help me. <laughs> and, and so I opened the door let Lucy out. And then Sophie's, like, frail and, like, I don't even think she ate or, or drank anything the entire weekend. I, I'm sure she did, but it didn't seem like she did because she didn't move. And so she went outside, took one step outside, and then turned back and came back and, and went back into Shelby's room. And then Lucy, like, oh, wait, I'm sorry, let's back up. When I went in, the house was dark, and I was looking for the light switch. <laughs> and I had my flashlight on, and I was FaceTiming my girlfriend at the same time. Oh, because I, you were scared. Yeah, I was scared. <laughs> it was scary. And I, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. 
And I knew where the light switch was. So I went and I flipped it. Nothing happened. Didn't turn on. No lights. And they had the little round thing next to it. So you oh, have to like, yeah, yeah, the so, I was, so I was like, maybe I got to do that. Turn it. Nothing. Yeah, that dimmer doesn't work. I, I played with the other day. And then I thought, I, I thought you had to push it. Push it. Nothing happened. <laughs> and I was like, all right. You were going to die. And then in, in that moment, well, when I first walked in, I already felt uneasy. You know that feeling? You're, yeah. you're just like, I don't want to be here right now. I saw another light switch, flipped it, nothing happened. I was like, what the, what's wrong with this house? And then I went and I turned this lamp on. Thankfully, it worked. And then that's when I started doing all the dog stuff. But then, this is where things got weird. Um, while I was in Shelby's room, like, my girlfriend, her, like, the FaceTime quit working. And I was on their Wi-Fi. Perfect. No one else on the connection. She's at her house on Wi-Fi. And then she calls me back, and she's like, um, can you hear me? And I was like, Yeah. And she's like, all I heard was footsteps, and I couldn't hear your voice. And I was like, what? Why do you tell me that while I'm in this house right now? <laughs> you guys are making it to where I never want to go over there. And no, so, dude, it's, it's crazy. So man. then Lucy hops onto Shelby's bed and then just plops down and just glares at me. And, like, Sophie's, like, in the closet, like, shivering. It's weird. and Because they don't like each other, like, without Shelby there. They actually they don't like each other in general. And so then... Like, I'm like, all right, Lucy, let's go. Like, get off the bed. Shelby said, like, don't be in here. And then um, she's like, no. Like, literally just with her eyes said no. And I was like, all right, dog. So I went and I touched her. And she was like, she went for my arm. And Ooh. luckily I had reflex and I, I moved my arm away and she didn't bite me. Shout but out to reflexes. Shout out to reflexes. And then, she, and then she went back into that position. And I was like, what the crap? So I tried calling Shelby. She didn't answer. And I FaceTimed Rob. And Rob was like, why are you in my house? Because <laughs> he didn't know because I guess they yeah. didn't communicate with each other. And I was like, oh, I'm helping the dogs. And then uh, I showed him the situation. He's like, well, I'm on 2% battery. I'm probably going to die here. But uh, just leave him. And I was like, all right. That's, there's nothing else I could do. I tried getting the treats. No movement. You know, treats usually trigger dogs. They're like, ooh, food. Didn't happen. I left. It's it's about, it's past midnight now. And so I texted each other. I was like, hey, uh, dogs are going crazy not it's not cool she's like please like go back and deal with this and so i called her i was like all right what do i do how do i get this dog out so i pull up and lucy had crow hopped the fence and she was waiting for me at the door again and i was like all right and that was weird <laughs> and then shelby's like just shut my door and leave them separated and i was like okay dude I shut that door as fast as I could, and I freaking I just went home. I was like, I'm out of here. That's crazy. And I had to go back the next day. It wasn't nearly as scary during the day, but at nighttime. So what do you think they were, what do you think was up? I don't know. Actually, there was one weird thing. I think thing. they were possessed. No, I mean, like, it seems like like they were really wanted to stay in that room. I, I know. That's the weird thing. And then I went back in the next day, and Sophie was like, standing up or no she was in her little bed but she was like shaking like as if she had seen like a ghost which is like just a metaphor but like i went to go pet her and she would stop shaking but then i'd leave and she would just like violently start shaking again and that was weird i felt bad for her because i was like she's probably scared and like she probably missed shelby she didn't want to see me coming yeah in, freaking yeah huge. no it's i i mean like i'm not even sure if i believe in ghosts but i i think if ghosts are real then their that house is definitely haunted i mean <laughs> Honestly, it's it's not it's not that I had like anything like I had weird feelings in there, but it was just the stories that I was hearing. Like Rob was like, Yeah, Kyrie likes it upstairs. I was like, Why? He was like, The spirits are up there <laughs> and I was like, What? So we went up there and it is the creepiest attic. Hey, that's I've ever where seen. so that's where we recorded the first podcast and you know that closet up there? Yeah, dude. Okay, well he told me a story one time that uh, he said one day he was up there and he had shut it and he was like making sure everything was fine and then he said he went up there like another a few days later and the door was open and he was like there was nobody else up here and Kyrie can't open doors and, <laughs> and so that was weird and like I wanted to go investigate but they're like I've never gone to that house and they were like no just leave it's it creepy house I mean they can like it it's fine it's a beautiful yeah, no, house it's, fine. it's, great. it's, it's a beautiful it's a house. Great house but there's some there's some spirits in there <laughs> maybe when they go through renovations they'll They'll pack their bags, but yeah, that's uh, and um, <laughs> but it's it's definitely so. Uh, there was one more story that Rob said. He said that like Adeline's phone was on like the coffee table, and he said that they were in the other room, and they came back in like it was like in the middle of the floor. Yeah, and Rob was like, "Well, why is your phone in the middle of the floor?" And I was like, "I don't know. Like it probably just fell off the off the table." And he's Rob was like, 
phones don't just fall off the table. And she's like, it probably just vibrated, Rob. And Rob was like, phones don't vibrate that much. <laughs> no. No, that's, you know, th- thinking about Rob and his haunted house. Um, At McCracken? Yeah. No, that, that house too. So I have another story. So when we were in about ninth grade, um, it was typical. I think we came back from like the Ole Miss football game. And me and Rob... Um, normally, so I normally slept in his brother's room, which was across the hall. Yeah. And he slept in his. Um, so it, I'd slept in there so many times um, that it was probably 11 o'clock when we got back. So we were pretty tired. We were younger then, probably in eighth grade, maybe seventh grade. And we go upstairs um, and I lay down and I'm like so tired and I just lay back. And it seems like I just lay back in the bed and I tilt my head at the door. So it, I'm laying on the right side of the bed. I'm looking at the door. The bathroom light is on, on another um, in another room, um, and it's shining in. So I'm just looking out of it, and then all of a sudden, like I just can't move, like at all. And I start to like kind of get a little nervous, and then I start hearing a voice in the corner. So, in the corner of the room, I can't see it because it's dark. Because I got like you know. The, the light coming in is coming on me and I can hear like a laugh and it sounds a lot like Rob's laugh. So I'm thinking, Oh God, Rob, like, why are you, I can't speak. It's all in my head, but I'm trying to say like, Rob, stop laughing. That's really weird. Stop laughing. That's really weird. And intensified, intensified. And then I could hear his brother Marshall who was not there was off in, at Ole Miss or maybe even at New Jersey at this point living in New Jersey. And, um, he, I could hear them start talking about this story about this guy who was, who jumped off, who got caught himself on fire and jumped off a building that was like a hundred stories high. And I'm just like freaking out, like in my mind, yelling at them to stop. And he was falling the whole time and he didn't die, even though he's on fire until he hit the, the ground. And it's like intensifying. Like they keep like Rob's laughter with their voices talking and then, like, the alien in Alien vs. Predator, like, I can see it getting up behind me and just screams in my face. And at that point, I am just yelling in my mind for Rob. Even though, you know, he was kind of, like, the source of a lot of the fear. I'm like, Rob, Rob, Rob. And then all of a sudden, I, like, snap out of it, jump up and fly into his room and just, like, Basically, like curl up next to him, and he's like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" I'm like, "Dude, I can't, I can't talk about it. I have to tell you tomorrow." And so, for years, for years, I thought that I'd seen a ghost, like, or that some kind of spirit, demon, had taken over me. And then, you know, the only similar um, time, I, like, I had a similar experience where I woke up and I couldn't move. I woke up and it was a very like happy experience because I was just woke up and it was daylight and I was like, "Oh, this is cool. I can't move." Well, in college, it happened one more time, and I was I was just laying in my uh, my dorm, and I similar thing happened. Like I just started like I woke up, or at some point I came into a wake a waking state, and I could start feeling like an uneasy presence in the corner. Yeah. So like I couldn't move my head, and as it started getting like things started getting crazy, like it it had in the past. I started to think, okay, just take a deep breath, take a deep breath, take a deep breath. I kept taking deep breaths, and all of a sudden, I woke up. So I started to research it because I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird that this keeps happening to me. Yeah. Like, am I am I like demented or something? And I looked it up, and it's called um, sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. And it's I real. figured out that if I tilt my head when I'm sleeping, I I have some kind of like chemical imbalance in my head. So if I like if I tilt my head right now. I get a little dizzy, so that's how I've kind of like put them together. And if if I'm like laying on my back, so I do not sleep on my back anymore, because if I do, there's a chance that if I lean back, and I swear I can like do it now if I want to, like put myself in this state, <laughs> and it's really creepy because you're just like, like sometimes I'll forget about and do it, and I start feeling like my body go numb, and I can't move, and then I remember to take breaths, and eventually I can like move my head forward, but it was the most terrifying thing. And like I like looked it up, and there's like yeah, this is the source of like a lot of like people had those like night terrors and thought yeah. of like demons. I've had that before. A, a lot of it, dude. It is the scariest experience. I'll talk life. about it in another podcast, but uh, dang, we this went from like we've been all over the place. That's yeah. fine though. It'll be good. It's yeah. Like, 
Yeah, pretty hot. Uh, well, yeah, we'll end on a happy note here. Uh, we've been talking for about an hour now. Uh, we'll just do some closing notes. Anybody want to say anything? Before we finish, oh, shout out to the Ole Miss Rebels. Beating, they had an 80% chance of losing that game. Yeah. A program in turmoil, an interim coach, a backup quarterback still brought the egg bowl home. Yeah, I just want to I just want to end on Especially that. Especially with uh <laughs> no shout out to Leo Lewis. Um he's uh, a cheater even though we cheated, but uh <laughs> immunity to rat us out. That's just not cool. That's not cool for the NCAA. If we can uh, have a whole podcast about how I hate the NCAA. Uh, yeah. I got a lot of fire. Yeah, the NCAA should not listen to the rival team and allow that to affect their punishment <laughs> that they're giving to us. All right, Jack, that what do you is, think? Your first... I don't think Jack has listened to a podcast, so let's, what do you think about... No, I actually listen to personal finance podcasts every time I work out. That's why you're Like, at least six times a week. Oh. Yeah, but at first, I, Andy, I really appreciate you having me on. Um, I really hope I could come back. Um, I've been a little bit of mic shy lately because um, Harrison's hot breath, but... <laughs> but Jason... Um, yeah, I hope I can. Uh, yeah, I hope we'll I be can back get in town. Some morons. I'll be back around the, Christmas. Yeah, about Christmas. Um, so I'll be ready. Well, we'll, we'll get uh, we'll do that. We'll get Rob back in it. Yeah, man. Me and Rob can tell some stories. Yeah, it'll be good. We will we'll all be back on here soon. But anyway, uh, I guess that's it for today, and uh, we'll just wrap this up here. Bye. That was so loud. All right, later. <laughs>